0: Welcome to Temple of Geeks Who Review, a Doctor Who-inspired podcast for fans of the long-running British science fiction television series. I'm your host, Nathaniel, or Doc in the Box.
1: Hi, I'm Elizabeth, a.k.a. Lady of Time Cosplay.
0: And our guest host...
1: Uh, I'm Alexandria
2: Callahan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are all massive Doctor Who fans. We're here to talk about all things Doctor Who. Throughout their series, we'll be discussing the latest episodes, the classic series, spin-offs, and basically everything in between.
1: We'll also be bringing you interviews with people who have worked in and around the series, behind-the-scenes information, and all sorts of Doctor Who-related fun.
0: So whether you're a longtime fan or just getting started, we hope you'll uh, join us for the ride.
1: And today we're going to be talking about Season 2 of Doctor Who. First, let's do the the news for the week, for Doctor Who news.
0: The first hour of the Doomsday cross-platform story was released this week for uh, free on the Doctor Who website. <laughs> the short story, One Hour... Uh, which is its title, by James Goss, kicks off the assassin Doom story and sets up her chase after the Doctor, uh, desperate to get the Time Lord's help to survive what seems to be a countdown of their own death. The next part of the story will be released as a 16-page comic story in issues 592 of the Doctor Who magazine. And I actually know they do have uh, Doomsday Comics uh, as mm-hmm. well, and it looks like Missy's on the cover uh, featured yeah. in it, too.
1: Yeah, I talked a little bit about this one of the other weeks, but yeah, they, it's so there's going to be a bunch of different stories. Each story is one hour in the 24 hours that she has to survive her own death, and she's trying to get the doctor's help with that. It's, you know, short stories on the Doctor Who website, comic in the Doctor Who magazine, Titan Comics, Big Finish, all sorts of stuff. So. I think that's over the next couple months, Uh, so that'll be fun. Speaking of Big Finish news, Big Finish has announced the panel of judges for the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trip Opportunity this year. The competition, which seeks to find new writing talent for Big Finish's range of Doctor Who stories, is held each year in memory of Paul Sprague, a producer's assistant at Big Finish who passed away suddenly in 2014. This year's judges will include Big Finish's creative director and executive producer, Nicholas Briggs, former Doctor Who brand editorial manager Gabby DeMathis, Big Finish producer Dominic Martin, and The Short Trips range producer Peter and Gladys Peter. I apologize for bushing your name, Peter. Entries (sighs) for the competition are open until June 30th.
0: Additionally, uh, Bonnie Langford returns to Doctor Who. Uh, after a, not a long break, but not quite long, she made an appearance. Uh, yeah. Bonnie Langford will be returning to her role as Melody Bush for the new series of Doctor Who, first introduced in the episode of Terrors of the Vervoids mel was a companion of both colin baker's colin baker's sixth doctor and sylvester mccoy's seventh doctor uh, more recently mel appeared at the end of power the doctor jody whitaker's final episode as a 13th doctor and bonnie had this to say about her role as mel i am absolutely thrilled to be bringing melanie bush back uh, to be part of the exceptional cast crew and production team led, led by the force of nature that is russell t davies is a career highlight I'm so privileged and proud to have been a member of the Doctor Who family since the classic era, and to be included in the new generation is phenomenal. Uh, Bonnie Langford joins the growing list of phenomenal guest casts for Shudigawa's first season as a Doctor, as well as Gemma Redgrave, who will also reprise her previous Doctor Who role as Kate Stewart.
1: Possibly the only episode I've seen with Mal is Ace's first episode. Uh, so I definitely need to go back and and uh, do a watch through of that, for sure. That would be a good episode watching some classic Who series with a uh, with Mel.
0: The five Doctors would be funny. The five
1: Doctors, funny. I don't think Mel's with the five Doctors, but <laughs> no, no what, just no, that, that actually, in general yes. is a special yeah. watch. Yeah, and, uh, um, Dana did mention it might be cool to do a series on like previous uh, anniversary specials, so do no. that maybe
2: oh yeah. absolutely the anniversary specials are always so good so much fun so much fun
1: all right and one more piece of doctor who news this week a new in-universe doctor who encyclopedia is due to be published november 16th this year written by simon gurier Unam cormick and jonathan morris whotopia the ultimate guide to the Universe is told from the perspective of the doctors and other characters that populate the show's universe the book is available for pre-order now and it comes out just in time for, for uh, all the other stuff happening in November. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now that we got the news out of the way, we are here to talk about season two of Doctor Who, a.k.a. David Tennant's first series as the 10th Doctor, or the 11th Doctor as the numbering may vary, or <laughs> the who-knows-what-number-doctor at this point. The um, Doctor's
0: just the Doctor. We'll just, the Doctor, Yeah, <laughs> yes. Basically.
1: Yes. So David Tennant's first series of The Doctor, joined by companion Rose Tyler, as played by Billy Piper, as well as a lot of other fun characters this season. Um, So, yeah, let's jump right into it, guys. What memories do you have of
2: watching this season for the first time? So I actually started watching Doctor Who because of David Tennant. Like, this is, the, this is the season I was waiting for. But it, I had to wait, like, two weeks after I had finished the first season because I didn't know how much I would love Christopher Eccleston. So I had to, like, grieve his doctor first before I went into David Tennant's. And really all I remember from my first time watching the season, because I finished the first season in, like, less than a week, is how much I love him and Rose's dynamic. Like, David Tennant and Billy Piper's chemistry... On screen is radioactive. It is so easy to see and feel through the screen. And it's just amazing to watch. And I don't think that's changed at all. Like, that's still one of my favorite parts about what rewatching that
0: season. For, sure. yeah. <sighs> For me, like you said, that was the first impression of the series mm-hmm. or what?
1: Yeah, like what you remember from watching it the first time.
0: I remember his first episode. Um, it being cut in my opinion, <laughs> and I know everyone loves the Tenth Doctor, and I've I love the Tenth Doctor, and I know everyone loves David Tennant, and I love David Tennant, but he has to have the probably one of the weakest regeneration episodes mm. in all of New Who, in my opinion. He was not in the episode for almost the entirety of it, other That's than laying true. in a bed, uh, yeah. wasting, uh, <laughs> expelling regeneration energy um the the christmas tree was attacking uh the santa clauses uh mm-hmm. it was very campy there was blood control uh so i remember thinking this is an interesting start um <laughs> obviously obviously it was a great season um i enjoy 10 and rose together but his regeneration episode was probably on one of my lower ends of the tier system of regenerations. Yeah. That's fully fair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That That's
1: a really good point. Yeah. Um, mostly what I remember from my first watch through is just being on the internet, you know, being aware of Dr. Who, you know, that something is coming at the end of the season. <laughs> so I remember like watching the entire season, just like aware that like something sad is coming. I don't know what, you know, kind of thing. Um, but just, I remember watching it and I, you know, there's a lot of really good episodes in there. I think we'll talk about it a little bit later. There are some parts of this season that going back and rewatching it, I'm a little like, yikes, you
2: know, kind of thing. But Love and Monsters,
1: what? I was a little cringe at. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know I, you know, I found out later that, of course, you know, that episode was written in part because of the Blue Peter competition, which is a, a, a show, yeah. you know, for the kids and everything. But, uh, you know, there's just, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but there are some parts where I was just like, eh, you know, either because of the writer's own biases or just because of the time that the show was written in and produced, you know, kind right? of thing. It's yeah. just... just kind of happen um one little fun thing though that I wanted that I almost forgot to work in somewhere is did you know that and this is fun fact for everybody that because of technically the 10th doctor has the most episodes set in the future of any doctor Mm. because of nine getting rose back a year after they left So everything technically, even though the season aired in two thousand six, everything is technically set in two thousand seven because of that little thing. Yeah, I was like, interesting little fact. Yeah, Hmm. yeah, I was like, huh? Who would have knew? Yeah, it's it's very much a technicality, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it's present day, but not present day to Rose.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, because she missed a year.
0: So how do they gauge that? Is it on world time or is it on companion time?
2: I suppose companion time? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, it's like technically a point of awareness too. Right. Yeah,
1: because, like, the, the episode Rose, the first episode Rose of the revival was set in 2005, but then you get the episode where he brings her back. You, you know, she's been missing for a right. year, essentially. Yeah. So it's then 2006 in the show, but the show's still airing in 2005, and then the season aired in 2006.
2: I love this the show. the show is 2007. It's, I know. It's so goddamn it's so... confusing. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> exactly.
0: And, dude, easy, easy, cheap time travel right there. Just mm-hmm. bump a year. It's
1: yeah. <laughs> like that the most <laughs> technically the most set in the future which is always so much fun yes so speaking of that though what when you guys first watched this specifically what was your first impressions of David Tennant's doctor
2: so I was also I was really late to the game like I was I grew up in peak super hulock tumblr time And yeah, I, I, I had been I've had a Tumblr since 2012. Hello. And Supernatural was something I grew up on and revisited when I got to college. Sherlock was something that I watched while I was in college. And then I would I just refused to break that seal for a little while. I was like, no, I will not be a full super hullock nerd. I will <laughs> not do it. And then I came home from college and I was like, all right. <laughs> and so when I started watching it, I was like, "I'm so stupid. Why did I hold off on this for so long? This is the best one, right?" <laughs> like, like, so I I remember watching it, and um, I watched it for David Tennant because obviously by that point the fourth Harry Potter movie had come out, so I was in love with David Tennant, and I I just remember it just being wildly entertaining to me. It was a comfort show immediately and he was just he's hilarious I love the way they wrote uh him and Rose's storylines like you're basically just watching them date for a season and it's awesome because that's exactly how you would interact with someone who you're dating who is also your best friend and I think they played that dynamic really well and I I So I always say that David Tennant is my favorite doctor, but he's like my least rewatched doctor because that first season ends so painfully. I cannot go back and rewatch it (laughs) for any extended period of time. I will watch it right up until the last two episodes. And I'm like, and onto Matt Smith, (laughs) like fast forward, (laughs) I'm done. Um, But he, he is truly my favorite doctor. I just, he does such a good job that I can't rewatch this season very often. (laughs)
0: Uh my first impression of him was uh well we obviously went into him hardly being in the regeneration episode up until the very end when he finally wakes up and um I remember thinking um damn uh sorry but uh what a cocky little shit <laughs> Because he's fighting, um, uh, not not the attracts. What are they called? It starts the Sycorax. Sycorax. Um, Sycorax. He's sword mm-hmm. fighting the Sycorax, and then his hand gets cut off, and then he regenerates it, and then he's like, he's like a you know something about like he gives chances, blah blah blah, and he walks away, and the dude no goes to attack chances. him, and yeah. he throws a thing. He's like. No second chances. I'm that kind of man. Like, oh, okay, okay, Mister. It was great. Damn. And I do enjoy like the the strict, stern, um, like a darker Doctor. That's kind of why Twelve was like one of my favorites. But Mm. like the way it happened, he started off all like goofy, Goofy. and he's like, "Oh, there's a big red button. Obviously, I'm gonna press the big red button." (laughs) Um and then he's like, you know, no second chances. I'm like, damn. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I very specifically remember being very upset when Christopher Eccleston disappeared at the end of that episode of, of that episode being, you know, like I was kind of aware of the mechanics of the show when I started watching it, but you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I was kind of like, "Who's this new guy?" I'm like, I don't know." I don't know. And the entire episode, I was just like, "Oh, why is he sleeping?" And then he wakes up, and he comes out, and he starts quoting the Lion King. I was like, "Sold." All right, I'm in. Here we go. <laughs> like that was literally, I literally, that is what happened. He comes out of the TARDIS. He's like, "Look at these people." These human beings from the day they arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun. Hold on. That's the Lion king. I was I was sold. <laughs> I was completely sold just because I am such a Disney fan, um, as you can, you know, a little bit of my different background that I've got here today. Um,
0: All but, Disney acquired now.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Disney Disney's yes, partnered. Sure. Oh. I have a feeling this is a partnership, much like with, you know, Pixar and uh-huh. uh, and J- the Jim Henson company. I'm pretty sure this is a like, let's see how this goes. And if it goes well, we're, they are probably going to wind up buying them, you know, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then just, I just fell in love with him. I always tell people I am 12 is my favorite doctor, but David Tennant is one of my favorite actors. And ten is just that's totally only fair, this yeah. much behind twelve for my favorite, um and he's just. I remember just being like, oh, you know, like he's such a good actor, and he won me over with a lion line, <laughs> you know, and I just, I just really, really, really adored his doctor from the get go, um, which I've, I, I, I've, I have yet to come across a doctor that I just straight up didn't like there's some doctors I like better than others there's some doctors Mm -hmm. that I'm a little like "Eh, I can take them or leave them kind of thing but 10 is is definitely one of my favorites and I it was it was a lot of fun getting to watch these these episodes for the first time yeah but we kind of talked about this already a little bit too but what are your thoughts and feelings on the 10th doctor rose ship and dynamic whatever you want to call it um have they changed since you first watched the show at all
2: they have not at all like not even <laughs> a little bit. I I love I love Ten and Rose possibly more now than I did upon first watch. I will say I should go back and rewatch like Martha's season cuz I was so emotionally invested in Ten and Rose that when Martha came on I just freaking hated her guts. And I think that was slightly unfair. But uh, the show there,
1: the the show's a little bit to, the writing for the show is a little bit to blame for
2: that. Well, think, if they but. didn't have her like flirting with the doctor, I feel like I wouldn't care as much. But I'm mm-hmm. like, no, not for you. <laughs> um, but with with them, I just because they're really good friends in real life, and that reads on screen really really well. I mean, I remember watching the interview with with Billy Piper about like they asked her you know, you were going to leave after Christopher Eccleston left. What changed? She's like, I met David Tennant. Simple as that. And you can see their real life relationship come through on screen. And yeah, there's a romantic element to it, but it's very obvious that they're best friends. And that's a relationship that is almost never well-written in television. Like, especially male-female friendships, that's just—it's a dynamic that doesn't get explored well very often. So I think that was part of of why I love them so much. Is they are more best friends than lovers, but you can see both dynamics healthily played out um, in a way that 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 doesn't get much light in television.
0: In retrospect, for me, I feel like the the whole best friend thing—the way they interact—was really really good and you can see it and it was genuine genuine, but I feel like Rose with the Doctor, she fell in love with Nine and Mm -hmm. was best friends with Ten. And of course she loved Mm -hmm. Ten but she fell in love with Nine. And in retrospect of like everything I feel like they did the opposite formula with Eleven and Twelve where uh, Clara was kind of like buddy-buddy best friends with Eleven but then she fell to love and then she started to love 12 um, and that's where they really started getting connected and obviously problems occurred and things like that but I feel like it was like an opposite formula there um, Mm -hmm. where where they just flipped the switch and changed the order of it
2: Yeah, I I know this is a fan theory. I'm pretty sure it's been given no confirmation whatsoever. But I saw it probably on Tumblr, how like the doctor regenerates to what the last companion wanted or needed. So like, obviously, Rose was in love with Nine. We all saw it. Their, Their chemistry was great, too. But he was like physically way older than her. I mean, obviously he's like hundreds of years older than her, but like his physical being was older than her. So when he regenerated, he regenerated younger and cuter so that they were more compatible, I guess, to to audiences. Um, But I like that theory because it kind of like plays out in the rest of the regenerations as well.
1: I did. I did use to ship it a lot harder than I do now, I think. Um because not as not as bad as some people that I've seen online but for a while I was like the doctor can only love rose kind of thing but again not as bad as other people were but, mm. but this then, wasn't you why know, I meant River song right this is exactly <laughs> yeah, this is exactly my point um yeah and then river song happened and then you you watch other stuff in the show and you you know you go back and watch you know older episodes and stuff um but this is getting a bit ahead of ourselves with season four, but like the 10 to the Metacrisis doctor and Rose ship, I love, and I wish that they would explore more, um, in, in the, uh, extra stories though. There is one extra story with them that I refuse to even consider as canon because it was sort so poorly characterized, but you know, the doctor has different people at different times in his life or their mm-hmm. life, you know, and, and. That's okay. I mean, you know, the the story between Ten and Rose was written so well and so heartbreakingly. Um, I see why people get so defensive about it. I mean, like I said, there are definitely people, especially <laughs> especially on Tumblr, who get a little too much about it, <laughs> or at least they used to. I feel like Tumblr's kind of moved on from Doctor Who at this point. That or I, my dash is just dead and nobody talks about it anymore. But you know, it's 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 a very cute ship, and I love it. And I, yeah, they're just it's just a fun dynamic, whether you ship it romantically or not. I kind of talked a little bit a little bit about how my opinions, at least on the on the you know ship of Ten and Rose, have changed. But have any of your opinions on this season changed since you first watched it?
2: Kind of like I remember just because it was so new to me still cuz it was the second season of Doctor Who I had ever seen and it was still really really brand new that um I was just enthralled with just all of the episodes and upon rewatching there are a couple that I just don't care about as much mm-hmm. like in the middle of the season it was the Cybermen episodes if we're being honest okay. um I was like oh these are boring in comparison <laughs> to to okay. And I mean look it, Doctor Who is one of the show one of the only shows that has been on this long that has maintained like network rules so there's a certain amount of episodes a season and yeah it's BBC so it's less than it is here but they have they have season lengths so they're not all going to be winners of episodes okay <laughs> that's just not statistically how that works um but I just remember because I think they started off this season's so strong with like new earth and the werewolf episode and school reunion, especially with Sarah Jane and, Um, and the girl in the fireplace episode that once we got to the Cybermen, I was like, okay, like, like it just, it just felt, they weren't bad episodes, but because the other ones were so good that it, there was a dip in interest for me towards the middle of the season. And then it picks right back up um, with impossible planet and, and, Satan's pit are great episodes. Like it goes right back up, but that's why that dip was just so obvious was because the rest of the surrounding episodes were so good.
0: I think it's interesting as far as the Cyberman episodes, because they went into obviously Pete's world, the like the, they went to the parallel universe, but they were kind of reinventing the, an old enemy by having the Cyberman have a different origin on that in that universe versus the, I guess the the regular canon universe. Mm -hmm. And even though it it was a lull in that season, it was pivotal in the overall arc of the 10th Doctor and Rose when we get to um, talking about the next season.
1: Yeah, for sure. All that stuff. Yeah, I know it's kind of funny watching uh, the MCU kind of start taking things from Doctor Who a little tiny bit. I mean, they're kind of like general sci-fi tropes in general, you you know, but like... The multiverse and canon points or fixed points in time kind of thing. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like that's all I could think when I was watching Spider-Verse. I'm like, this is that's are we talking about fixed to? points I'm in like, time? Like, oh,
0: it's, it's
2: interesting. A canon
0: so It's a fixed <laughs> <ten laughs> point in time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know. Like I, I, I did have the thought the other day. I'm like, I'm sure this is not where they're going with it, but I'm like, I wanna see what the Spider Man version of the Wedding of River song is. um yeah for me I just kind of you know I I didn't get through a full rewatch of season two before we recorded but I just kind of there was just some stuff that I noticed more I had this with season one when I was rewatching it too where just like there was some stuff that either in recent contexts or just like stuff kind of you know just knowledge of how things are a little bit more um like, for one thing, kind of, I mean, this is, but, like, Mickey's comments to Rose about, oh, you should, maybe, maybe you should lay off the chips in school reunion, you know, or the doctor being like, oh, you screamed like a little girl in school reunion. It's like, yikes, you know, um, mm-hmm. I but I also do think that I, even, even though that episode can has, has its moments, um, I do feel like I appreciate Sarah Jane's appearance even more. Um, I, I haven't watched Sarah a Jane. lot of yeah i haven't watched a ton of her episodes um but i really do love seeing those connecting threads that we get with the older series i mean we're going to get that in the in the next coming up series too with bonnie langford mm-hmm. coming back like we discussed in the news um but it's just i like having you know every because i'll see some people sometimes be like oh aren't you getting mcu fatigue i'm like i am a doctor who fan <laughs>
0: Do you know how much
1: I love it when stories connect and are told over a long period of time? I'm like, yeah. Um, I mean, I also, I had some, just like, uh, you know, rewatching it for the first time after a little while. Because the the 10th Doctor seasons are ones that I have watched a lot so I didn't really need a full rewatch because I have seen them so much. Um, but the stuff that I did rewatch, I did have like there were some bits and pieces where I was just like, with Rose specifically, um, just with how she's written. I mean, I know she is supposed to be, the you know the audiences into the show,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but both. But you know, she, she the line that she says in Christmas Invasion, you know, what's important about us? We're nothing. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> You have been traveling with the doctor for how long at this point? You know, or you know, some of her earlier conversations with Sarah Jane, where she is so intensely jealous and so seemingly thinks that this is out of the blue that the doctor would have ever traveled with anyone but her, even when you know she I, was able to get, you know, um, get that one guy whose name is escaping me on board or Jack traveling with them. I mean, I, I kind of get.
0: I know who you're where talking about. We, we don't from. remember his name.
1: We don't 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 remember his name. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, just I get what they were going for, but I feel like they could have had those conversations in a way that didn't seem to like take. I don't know how to phrase this, but just it it bugs me. It feels like they were just it was an ungenerous way to introduce the concept of another companion because what I understand Mm. that what they were doing is like getting the audience ready, especially because it's an audience that is not familiar. You know, at the time maybe it was a lot of new people coming into the show. And so they were getting the new fans ready for like, Hey, just so you know, the companion doesn't stick around for forever kind of thing. I just feel like there was possibly a
2: more generous way to do that. Um, I I think that that stemmed a lot of her jealousy. Like, yes, there was, jealousy because like they started having all these in jokes that she just wasn't a part of. And that's uncomfortable for anybody. Yes. But yeah. I think a lot of it was, and, and she says it, she says it in the episode. She's like, you traveled with her the way you're traveling with me. And then you just dropped her off and never came back. Like, is that what's going to happen to me? Am I yeah. going to go on all of these amazing adventures and then go home? And what, like what, what's after that? Like, that's kind of a hard thing to reconcile yeah, and I think that's where most of like hostility was coming from. From Rose, yeah, that's a good point. Is yeah. is she was yeah her initial reactions with Sarah Jane was like excuse me, it, I don't think it was that there was someone before her. It was that she could have been in that same position, and it, you know that's that's hard
0: for yeah, that's, for that's, her that's,
2: for her to think about. And yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, it's just like just especially
1: the the mostly it was the the line in Christmas Invasion where she's like we're nothing and I'm like
0: well what? I think some of that too like I can I can agree with you and I can argue for the way it was written as well mm-hmm. being that we're looking at it in one retrospect and also in more yes. mature more mature eyes where she's a, a 19 sure. year old girl who mm-hmm. goes through like feeling like everything's either Totally awesome, or like I just fucked up and I'm nothing, and you know, and not that she messed up right there, but you know, you, you right. go through those little pits of, like, or little fits of like I, I'm I'm not doing what I need to do. What am I doing with my life, and so forth. So I think yeah. they might have been playing off her age at that point. Yeah, that's true too, which yeah, is totally
2: just, fair because yeah. that's still a very over emotional and hormonal time for young women. So. <laughs> That's, that was, like, a lot. And I think that moment in Christmas Invasion, too, was also, like, her going, I should be better at this by now. Like, Mm -hmm. you're right, because she had been traveling with the doctor for a while. So she, in her mind, she's like, why, why, why can't I fix this? Like, why, why do I need him? Why, I, I'm not doing what he taught me to do. Yeah. And I think that was kind of, it was an emotional response to a stressful situation. Yeah.
1: I really did. I did enjoy her, uh, you know, her little uh, speech of, you know, kind of taking different enemies and different things yes. to say faced. She's just like, what do I remember?
2: <laughs> the Shadow Proclamation
1: <laughs> and the Daleks. And the, I'm like, I love you. <laughs> like, I, I, thinking I I do, super
2: hard about pronouncing yes. Raxacoracofalvatorius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, I I genuinely love her as a character. Um, just some of the writing sometimes, I'm like, this is, it, sometimes I was like, I don't know if I completely agree that this is who she is or who exactly how she would react right. in that situation, I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say, um, even though I, I get what they were going for and everything. Um, I do think overall, um, the girl in the fireplace handles that kind of learning curve for Rose better than... School reunion did, but you know, you, you yeah. made some very good points about how it's not just the jealousy; it's the uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I just you know. love that episode because there's just so much yeah. going on in that episode. <laughs> it's great. Anthony Stewart Head is in that episode. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a lot of I, good. I, <laughs> I was
1: watching. We talked about a little bit about Hulak, but it was funny because when I was rewatching the episode and they're like talking in the pool, I'm like, oh, this is Sherlock and Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, (laughs) you know um but yeah um but yeah just it's a it's it's a really good season um overall just yeah yeah um but you know I I also wanted to talk about you know this is kind of you can talk about all of this or just parts of this what episodes scenes stand out to you this season either for the doctor a companion (laughs) or a guest star just any of that all of that whatever you want to talk about (laughs)
2: Honestly, it, and I talked about how I just love i just love most of the episodes in this season, but Impossible Planet and Satan's Pit, because they did a lot of two-parters in the season too. Mm-hmm. Um, because it shows, I think, and it's not really the first time we've seen it, but I think it's the most intense time we've seen it from, from at least Tenet's Doctor, uh, how dark he can get. Like, just how broken he is and how much he's lost so that when when they get separated because he needs to go down into the pit or whatever and then you also see just how viscerally Rose loves him and is like protective over him and she's like dude no I'm not doing this (laughs) you bring him back up I'm not I I can't do this without him kind of thing and they both have that dynamic and I think it's the first, because each, I feel like in each season, there is like, you can pinpoint a time where you see the Doctor's darkness and just how much he's gone through. And I think that was the point of the season for Ten's, Ten's Doctor. Um, I think for Eccleston's, it was, uh, God, I don't remember the name of the episode. Mm. The one, the first one with Jack Harkness, and because oh, that was Doctor a two-parter dances. too. Oh, empty Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, yep. thank you. And he's like, just this once, everybody lives, and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> that hurts just to hear. Um, but a, that, I think, that was a very similar moment to me. It Was mm-hmm. you, you see, just how intense they go about life because of how much they've gone through.
0: I, I really enjoy satan's pit for that reason also but i'm honestly surprised to this day maybe it was in in the the height of the tumbler era maybe this was focused (laughs) on more but i'm surprised that the moment when he's hanging on the wire and he's like oh she knows and then drops Mm -hmm. the the freaking the han solo moment mm. <laughs> i love you i know oh. it's just like i'm surprised that wasn't fixated more on more um, by fans Well they pull that, crazy to again. Too.
2: They that <laughs> again when 102 like goes to the alternate whatever and then she's like no i need to hear you say it and then 102 whispers we assume I love you to her. I'm like, no, fuck you. I needed to hear it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those moments I will always be better about. I'm like, excuse me, that was not just for her.
0: <laughs> May the crisis just went up and was like, I've been trying to read you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a good one (laughs) amazing
1: it's a good one um I'm gonna make a little confession here I have never watched impossible planet and Satan pit all the way through um mostly because I mean I also don't watch supernatural and I've never seen good omens it's just one of those like uncomfortable things for me like the whole like devil thing is just one of my like I can't you know but I've seen the highlights you know (laughs) I've seen the highlights I'm aware of the important you know little shippy moments at least um you know one of my favorite episodes this season though is Girl in the Fireplace it gets a lot of flack from people because, uh, you know, it's, it's like right in the middle of the season of 10 in rows. And how dare you ever insinuate that he could love somebody else kind of thing.
2: But, I will agree with them in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But it is such a phenomenal episode. And it's so interesting because it's, you know, I mean, you get it with the Doctor Dances a little bit. The, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dances a little mm-hmm. bit. But, like, this is such a, like, Stephen Moffat episode because it sets up so many of the ideas that he's going to expand upon later i mean at the time you know obviously probably nobody knew that he was going to be the next showrunner and everything right you know but again i think it does the the setup of you like rose coming to understand that while she is such an important part of the doctor's life right now Unfortunately, that's not always going to be the case. I think it does that a little bit better. I think there maybe should have been an episode in between the two, so it's not like that constantly kind of shoved in people's faces. I feel like that might have been part of the fan backlash to that episode as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm not saying that Rose is perfect, and she would never react negatively to the idea of somebody else in (laughs) in the Doctor's life. But I don't know. the, The two episodes handle it very. I will say, different. I love that
2: episode because of Rose's, like, we see more of Rose not wanting to share the doctor, not just with other women, but she didn't yes. want Mickey there. Yes. She was like, why did you let him come? And yeah. and the doctor goes, goes, I let you keep Mickey. She's like, yeah, but I didn't want him here, though. <laughs> like, can no. he go back? <laughs> can we return the present? Because yeah. she just doesn't want to share herself or her time. Yeah. With anybody else, and yeah. I, I think that was that's an important thing to see too. Yeah, it's
0: well,
2: it's, it's such a, kind of a episode too.
0: Mickey's kind of a special circumstance in that situation too, because like if it was if it was Captain Jack, I think she'd been fine. But since that that's was fair. her, I don't even know what they were exactly at the time. If they were still together, or yeah. if they were just like chill, or or right. what. But there was definitely like. I don't want him here. He's cramping my style with you. Like we could drop him off anywhere, but if it was Captain Jack, I'm pretty sure she would have been okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, that's totally fair. Yeah. 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 I also think that like Mickey symbolized her old, very boring life to her. Mm -hmm. And like Jack and the doctor were these adventurous men who got to like, let her be everything that she f- always felt she could be. And so with Mickey hanging around, she's like, no, that's not who I am anymore. I don't want him here. I feel like he's going to make me feel like I should go back home because she always felt kind of guilty over leaving her mom. And with with the other two, she's like, yes, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what I can do. This is what I'm capable of. And, and Mickey was just kind of like an anchor around her neck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's like, I don't like... People my age anymore. I need men that are hundreds (laughs) of years older than me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, it's an episode that I really love, even though, you know, the whole ship thing, we can talk about that forever. (laughs) And I, like, I love that. I mean, (laughs) it's just, like, it's such an interesting setup. Um, You know, it's just, it's a very fairy tale Moffat episode. And I really, I really loved his run. I mean, we'll talk about this more once we get to those later seasons that he ran for. But uh, yeah, yeah. he's—I—I
2: I, I really love it. I also think the like the design in that that episode mm-hmm. was really really good. I will say the early 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 Doctor Who gets some shit for its uh, lack of um, amazing CGI. Um, <laughs> like, sorry, but first episode, really first first. Big rubber suits, big rubber suits are hard to look past if you don't have any emotional investment into the show already. I tried to get my dad to watch Doctor Who, and as soon as Mickey goes, puh, 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 pizza, Pizza. he's like, nope, (laughs) I'm turning it off. I'm like, all right, you watch Xena Warrior Princess, okay? You can power through this, bud. (laughs) But I think the design in that that episode was also just really, really well done.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. And
2: it it set it apart a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that kind of mesh of this very
1: futuristic but dilapidated, you know, yeah. spaceship and this very, you know, gorgeous era of French history is just, it's, yeah, it's great also and the, I love it. clockwork droids were yes. really cool, yeah. yeah. They were really yes. well done, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, another, like, just kind of little scene in, in the season that always kind of gets me is um, in the Cyberman two-parter the scene where um, the doctor and the lady whose name I forget, but they come upon that one Cyberman and, you know, they, they're they able to fry whatever. And then it turns out that it's that, it's a woman who is supposed to be getting married in the morning. Like for
2: whatever mm. reason,
1: that little scene always just kind of gets me kind of thing. Um, I do really like that too. Part of me that's just because I, again, I haven't seen impossible planet, Satan pit, Um but I do like that two-parter. It's, it was also fun re-watching it um, after seeing some of the older seasons uh, because there's a line that the Doctor has, you know, when they're talking about how they're going to get into into the factory and he's, like, above, between, below. And that's, like, a throwback to the five Doctors, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. fun because they're talking about how to get into Rassilon's tomb. Yeah. Um, Love and Monsters is an
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> I skip it every time, if we're being honest. Yeah, um, but so then I was like, nah. <laughs> I,
0: but I, I do, don't have well, anything against I, the in, the monster itself because the concept is very who. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's an episode. It's you know, the ending. You could talk about like yikes, you know. But <laughs> I love Jackie Tyler so much. <laughs> and her scenes in that episode, um, especially when she's having a go out and for trying to use her to, you know, to find the doctor and to, to get close to her and to, and to find the doctor, you know, she has the line about, you know, it's this life makes you hard, you know, and how dare you kind of thing. Like Jackie Tyler just overall, I think is really underrated as a character. She's amazing. And I love her so much. Um, I also feel like The Idiot's Lantern is a bit of an underappreciated episode. I know, you know, it's, 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 it's Mark Adis. It's going to be a little camp, you know, (laughs) Um, but I feel like it's really underappreciated. It's, it's especially the kind of B storyline that you get with that dad and his son Mm -hmm. um, is, feels very powerful. And I, you know, I I adore that. Um, You know, it's another one of those episodes where you see, the differences in the doctors where nine was such a quiet anger sometimes you know especially in this in the scene in the in the uh it's a long game the long game uh where you know they think they've just seen rose die and he's just very quietly like go and they escape from the prison and everything um but you know you get 10 and he's like where is she kind of thing and it's mm-hmm. it's great um it also made me think I'm like, man, it's too bad The Wire didn't decide to wait, you know, what, 60, 70 years because, like, I watched the most recent coronation on TikTok I my There were several live streams of the coronation yeah. on TikTok that morning, which is wild, you know, to think about. Um, but, yeah, overall, I just, I, I really adore this season. And there's a lot of little moments uh, that I feel are underappreciated sometimes. Yeah. Um so i'm
0: Trying to look up because I forgot yeah. what it was called. Um mm-hmm. Magpie Electronics. Um yes. I thought it was really it cool. It pops up that. a lot, yeah. It pops up a lot, yeah. Even um the Twelfth Doctors uh guitar amp is yeah. a Magpie Electronics uh mm-hmm. guitar <laughs> amp. And yeah, I think funny. it's funny that they just keep it keep it running through the series.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. I, I love those little kind of nods to, you know, the little connections. Again, you know, people are like, hey, oh, I'm like, I get excited when I see my Electronics in the show. And it's been, <laughs> you know, years since that episode aired kind yeah. of thing.
0: But, uh, I, I don't know how true this is, to be honest, because I can't remember where I heard it from. But for mm-hmm. Idiot's Lantern, not Idiot's Lantern, I'm sorry. Uh, for Love and Monsters, um, mm. what was his name? Uh, sorry, one second. Elton? The, the The main guy who was that was that his name?
1: Mm -hmm. Elton, because there's a whole thing about like Elton John. Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: Elton, uh, Mark Warren. I I had heard at one point, and I'm not sure if it's true or not that. This episode was supposed to set him up to be the next companion um, oh, after mm. Rose had left. And I don't know if it was because of this episode or something and else. everyone but, hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it was because of that or if it was for other reasons, but obviously he wasn't the next companion. <laughs> but That's why I would heard that this was setting him up to oh. be that. That's mm-hmm. kind of part of the whole organization that they had and does, why yes. they had that kind of storyline like that
1: yeah interesting yeah it's it, like i said it's an episode but it's definitely it's 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 silly it's fun i you know i i get why people don't love it and it's not one of my favorites either but i'm like i feel like i'm like there's there's some good parts in there it's silly it's fun i'm like i think
0: the end of it is what really like puts the icing on the yes. cake for everyone yeah. where it's like yeah. no nah, no i think yeah. i'm done with this episode
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a little uncomfy they could have stopped it like 10 minutes before it earlier ended, yeah it would have been
0: I've not made that <laughs> comment
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah, they like, could have no, no, cut they that. They don't
0: have to make this work. You don't no. have to. No.
2: <laughs> no. Not no. all Not all network TV episodes no. are Especially winners. because, <laughs> like, like I, you know, in The Five Doctors,
1: it is a punishment that those people get stuck in stone for the rest of their life. Like, why would the doctor do that kind of thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because, like, oh, part of the the story and the five doctors, I don't know if you guys have watched it at all or anything, but not. like, um, part of the, part of the, uh, plot is that the character is it there the characters, um, specifically, I want to say it's the, ma- it's benefit, but I know part of the plot is like, there's some characters and they are trying to get into the tomb of Rassilon to get one of his of Rassilon artifacts, you know, cause that's a huge MacGuffin in, <laughs> in classic who is all the of Rassilon stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but like, when they try to take the thing from Rassilon, they get transported and put into this block of cement on like his pier for the rest of their life, you know, which for Time Lord is forever. And it's like a punishment and a bad thing. So it's a little weird that that's like, oh, the doctor saved her by sticking her face in the cement for the rest of time. Like, you know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know.
0: I've heard that um, that might be a, a, an origin for, uh, weeping angels as well.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, but,
0: but what if, uh, what if Ursula was the first weeping angel that make everyone hate, <laughs> hate life?
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh
1: man. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of talking about this anyway, so I'll just ask this question too. If you could change anything about this season, if anything, what would you change?
2: Damn. I mean There's episodes I like less But I don't know if I would change them Because there's still like relevant information In them that's necessary For plot progression (sighs) Him and Rose getting separated hurts me every time But I get why it's necessary Yeah,
0: It's a canon event
2: (laughs) It's a canon event I can't change it I hate it But it it is what it is (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know if I would change anything. I'm just going to continue, continue to internally be bitter about things, um, and that's just going to be what it is. <laughs> like now, wondering um, if we had a
1: spoiler alert for Spider Verse to the top of this
0: episode. No one knows. No one knows. We're saying it's an event. That's it.
2: That is a Doctor Who thing too. It's a fixed, point, fixed point in time. Point in time. It's
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: um <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know if i would change anything i uh, ask me in later seasons and that answer will change but right out of this second <laughs> no i don't think there's anything i would change
0: i think it would probably just change the end of love and monsters because we don't really need the innuendo i think mm-hmm, that just yeah. makes it very um awkward yeah uh that's basically it um because yeah uh I, I don't know that's just that i can go on about that for a bit like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's yeah yeah i'm the same way i'm like you know there's 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 bits and pieces and lines that just like aren't great like the chip's line like some of the comments and in school reunion you know it's just like yikes you know kind of thing or even some of the casting but that's not something we do about until recently kind of thing um it's not. I don't. How do I phrase this without making people mad at me? I don't think it's as perfect as of a it's season. The internet, as, you can't. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> I'm like. I don't. I don't think it's as perfect of a season as season one was. Like season one, I think overall is like flawless. Eight, season perfect, is flawless. You know. Yeah. Um. But. Uh. But season two, you know, it's it's got some hits and misses. You know. Um. But I like it. It's it's a good season. Um, you know, like I said, I have a little kind of couple things with just how Rose is written on occasion in this season. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is more like real life than, than show, but like, could it, would it have killed them to do something Doctor Who for the Olympics in 2012? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that David Tennant needed to be the one to light the torch, but I'm like, you you could have made him an attempt. Could have made an attempt. <laughs> an attempt could have been made to include that somehow rather than just relegating it to like the sound of the TARDIS at the end of one of the acts or whatever it was I'm like <laughs> you know that's still
2: fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah it's just overall it's it's a good season I don't think it's as perfect as other seasons of the show but mostly I have no notes <laughs> I would say overall Was there anything else you guys want to talk about for season two? Because we got through this pretty quick.
0: Um, That's probably the the most structured
1: uh, episode
0: we've gone through, to be (laughs) honest. I
1: know. know. Yeah. We got a few questions in advance a
0: little bit. She even had the Tonys on, and we stayed long track for most of this episode. (laughs) We
2: did, yeah. (laughs) Into the Woods hasn't performed yet. No, I got a
1: little distracted when Anne Juliet was performing because I – deeply it's
2: okay, to yeah. want to what it's show. been paused <laughs> since before the music man performance so i'm about to power through this whole <laughs> this whole thing
1: right now i am very excited about the back to the future musical though that
2: i'm going to try and see that's, <laughs> that's been in I'm development in. for like 10 million years so well, it, it better be good on-
0: so one thing i think we do have to cover because i feel it's very important it's a, a fixed point in time that occurs in this season, I think we have to discuss Rose getting swept into the alternate universe and Ten losing her. We must talk about Doomsday.
2: The most canon, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the the most upsetting canon event of my existence with the show. I think the writing on it was great. It was done really well because the fact that it's still this upsetting to me Means it was written very well. Great writing. Um, I think, honestly, I think that's what made it the hardest for me to go into the next season. Because there's a, there's a break, right? He does, he does an episode with Donna first before yeah. Martha comes into the picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm I was like, bright, yeah. and you know what? I actually, I, like, I immediately loved Donna more. I was like, great, this is going to be the new companion. And then we like went to a new episode and there was Martha. I was like, wait, Rewind go back <laughs> what happened to the other one <laughs> um but i I think it was a good segue I will say the order of companions after Rose actually made a lot of sense had he gone straight to Donna I don't think their dynamic would have been as uh comfortable to watch because like rose was his best friend and that's kind of the dynamic that he had with with Donna was they were they were best friends slash roommates if because like that relationship is a little bit different like they had the bickering go- down pretty good um but i think i think we all needed to go through martha uh because we all needed to grieve rose including the doctor and and him realizing that he's not going to be romantically involved with a companion again and definitely not that soon after rose was was probably important for everybody to see but um yeah, Doomsday because that that's that was the second two-parter of the season was was the ghost the ghost episode. Um, yeah, that's I will the, say this is that was him. that, that yeah, was it's one of episode with Jackie. <laughs> I was just gonna bring that up. I was like, Jackie in that episode was freaking hilarious. Like she just nonstop. She's like she pops out and he. She's like, yes, this is i i am rose tyler yeah and i'm like all right all right we're good momming right here but it was she she was that was probably the most wildly entertaining she was for me
1: (laughs) i i I even love the bit where (laughs) where they're watching the tv and the ghosts even come up on like one of the soap operas or whatever and and the doctor asks, you know like when did this start and jackie starts explaining the plot of the soap opera to him and i'm like That's not something she would do just out of the blue. I'm like clearly Jackie and the Doctor have been watching soap operas on occasion.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, she's (laughs) catching him up from the last time they did this. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So, in regards to ten losing Rose, I think it was. I think it was heartbreaking, not just because you know everyone has this connection with Rose, everyone loves them together, but it was showed like how not just dependent they are on each other but how strong they are together too because there were the mm. two levers she had to do one he had to do one and she was uh, you know absorbed swept away sucked into the other dimension whatever uh performing the act of saving our own universe with the doctor and the right. doctor knowing that you know there there's nothing that he can do to help her but knowing that if he helps her that it sacrifices our own universe as well it's just the the whole um yeah it's just uh i don't know i liked it (laughs) i will go through i'll gladly go through heartbreak like that over and over again on television
2: yes yeah
1: yeah I i do prefer the even though it's sad i do kind of prefer the kind of tragic ends for the companions versus just i'm going now goodbye kind of thing
2: um but i do they're think heartbreaking it's- but satisfying in a way yes. i yeah. will say the one that's just straight up inexcusable is donna's end though i will oh. never not be angry <laughs> about it i'm like really <laughs> Like, i think we're getting that fixed in a couple months here though um I,
0: I, don't, I don't know i'm still not i we're we're jumping seasons i'm still never gonna be over 10 on wilfred's doorstep with donna it's just uh, like help me i'm like yeah end me now yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. no and it, it's yeah and i think doomsday is so careful because yeah nine has his audio adventures uh with big finish but they very specifically have written those so that he never has a long-term companion. Rose is the first long-term companion that the oh. doctor has had since the Time War. Mm-hmm. And to see that impact on him, you know, even before we had any of these extra stories, to see that impact on him is so heartbreaking. You know, this is somebody that he's like it's the first she's the first person that he's gotten close to since he lost his entire planet. He's had yeah friends here and there, you know, but it's it's heart wrenching. It is a heart wrenching episode, and so good. And I love that we even get um, Martha's cousin in this episode. You know, yeah. Um, because Freema does pop up. It was also funny. I the first time I rewatched it after seeing. Um, the first time I watched it after watching after watching the um i believe it was the 25th anniversary concert of phantom of the opera in the west end Ugh. um the guy who plays raul in the that concert is in this episode too. <laughs> he's the he's he's um martha's cousin's like boyfriend <laughs> oh wow okay i didn't know yeah, that awesome.
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah hmm. that's hadley frazier which is fun um and it's just they're they're so heartbreaking. David and Billy are both such amazing actors, you know. Uh,
2: I think at the end of yeah. like like their dynamic at the end of this episode, um, and kind of uh, Ten's reaction is very very similar to me to the way Matt Smith's Doctor reacts when Amy goes back to be with Rory, mm-hmm. and like that's that's like the the heartbreak on his face reads very similarly to me, mm-hmm. and. Those are probably why those are my two favorite. Like, those are my two favorite doctors. Is they, yeah. I think they play it one coming right after the other actually played really well because I don't think their, um, the personality changed too much. And that's probably why I've never gotten through. I, yeah, I know you guys have both said that it, he's your favorite, but I have now, ne- I, I've, I have never made it all the way through Capaldi's. Because the Doctor's always been dark, but he's always had, like, a goofiness to offset it. And I feel like Capaldi was just, like, dark, 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 dark. And I'm like, I can't emotionally handle this. Like, I I will say. I need the levity to offset it a little bit. And he just didn't have it for me. And that, gotcha. and I really was not bought into Clara before Matt left. So after that, I was like, new doctor and a companion I wasn't wild about. Meh. Nah. Um, you should try watching his season with Bill because he
1: does get a little goofier as time goes on, which is nice. Okay. So I, think I, would, I did you, power like-
2: through it. When I found out River was coming back, I powered ah. through all his episodes <laughs> so I knew what was going <laughs> on. And I'm like, I'm watching River's song and then I'm out again. <laughs> You because, would probably
1: really like Twelve and Bill. That is a that is a okay. very fun season, I will say. Um Bill yeah, kind I, of I, has I do more I do love of, his his kinda like he eventually becomes this goofy space grandpa and I love him so much.
0: Yeah. Bill wasn't <laughs> as uh, light hearted the episodes weren't as light hearted like she wasn't as uh bubbly as Donna, but she was more inquisitive, like, mm-hmm. what's this? What's going on here? Why can't we okay. do this? And uh so she does have that aspect to her. Uh unfortunately she only had the one the one series, so mm-hmm. yeah. her her run was a little bit short, but yeah.
1: i, I, I do love the companions and the characters in anything, really, that are aware of the genre that they're in. Because nothing bugs me more than than characters that don't know what genre they're in, which is like, I, I can't get through horror just because I can't watch horror. Like, it freaks me out too much, but also, like, it annoys me when the characters are like, oh, let's go with this dark spooky forest. You know, it's like, <laughs> no. you go to a genre
2: you're in.
1: You know, I get me. that.
2: I you love know. horror movies but I will watch yeah. them I'm like I don't feel bad for stupid hello yes I will go into the basement into my underwear I'm like well you're gonna get murdered and you did that to you <laughs> like, like, <laughs>
1: exactly. yeah yeah so I you know I like it whether they're kind of self-aware you know because yeah. one of Bill's lines that I love is uh do you watch, do you know any sci-fi
2: <laughs> well that's I think that's what I love I like I the The Empty Child episodes with with Rose Mm -hmm. Like are we going to do a scan for alien tech No then what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) Like what (laughs) Come on
1: y'all Alright yeah Yeah. so Probably start time to wrap it up We've been recording for about an hour We've had talked a lot about it So let's do our my one silly little bit That I always have I always am like oh I'll do the first Random TARDIS wiki page that comes up and then like It'll come up with something completely Just Awful
0: that's so um, funny. She'll do a random one. It's like, Doctor Who had an episode on this day.
2: Yeah, great. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> You're like, uh, like, yeah, we
1: got that. Thanks. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I got not a horrible one. I've got Harish Chandra, who is the father of Ronnie Chandra, who's a character from Sarah Jane Adventures, which I have not watched apart from the episodes that Ten and Eleven are in. <laughs> Let's find a fun fact about him. Um see uh Hresh attended the memorial for sarah jane because he went to jita to collect sausage rolls from the kitchen he missed the trickster's attack on the service
2: amazing love great. that
0: life-changing <laughs> sausage rolls right there life changing so proud of him
2: <laughs> at least i got a good one yeah sometimes i'll
1: get like a year and it's be like this episode aired this year and i'm like great thanks
2: thank you <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh Fun. so before we uh we wrap it up, would you like to uh end with uh reintroducing yourself or in posting saying socials or anything like that?
2: Sure. Um um Alexandria Callahan. I am a comic book writer for Temple of Geek and I have my own website also, uh alexandriacallahan.com where I post everything else that people are already covering on the Temple of Geek site. So. <laughs> thanks for having me on you guys this is fun yeah it was great. fun. I thank you for being here yeah it was great having <laughs> you all right and that's all for
1: this episode of temple of geeks who review we hope you enjoyed it if you did please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review you can also follow us on social media for more doctor Who content on twitter tiktok and instagram as at temple of geek you can also visit templeofgeek.com for doctor who cosplay guides episode reviews news and more thanks for listening
0: Thank you, guys.